Hello and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Hustlers podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. If you're new here, welcome. The Healthy Hustlers is a series of healthy conversations with influential hustlers, where together we chat health mindset and motherhood. Featuring easy to digest conversations with some of the most successful and influential people in our country, including the likes of Kayla Itzines, Megan Gale, Elise Knowles, Sarah's Day, Mick Fanning, and many more, this podcast is sure to give you a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and well-being goals. With over 150 episodes for you to enjoy through storytelling, my aim is to offer you a fresh perspective and inspiring insights that will empower you to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. Today's Mama Chat is proudly brought to you by Bubba Bump, a gorgeous family business providing a one-stop shop for not only baby essentials, but also mother's postpartum care needs. Bubba Bump are known and loved for supporting and nurturing both mothers and babies with their gorgeous organic baby wrap carriers, organic baby lounges and essentials while still having a beautiful focus on the postpartum care for mothers. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Healthy Hustlers. Today is a special one as it it features a very special soul to me um, and that person is Nicola Lay. Nicola is a breathwork coach for women and she specializes in anxiety, pregnancy, birth and beyond. I personally believe Nicola's superpower is in her ability to help women harness their feminine energy and let go of the feeling of fear and self-doubt. We connected over Instagram last year and then we started working together in early April to support me in a healthy pregnancy. Nicola has this incredible ability to hold space for women she works with, allowing them to truly feel their emotions, dismantle old beliefs, let go of fear, and to really help you confidently chase your dreams. So Nicola works with an array of women from high-flying entrepreneurs to new mums on their pregnancy journey. So I thought this episode would be fitting so that you too can get a better understanding of the power of breathwork and how it might be able to benefit you to unlock your full potential. Here's Nicola. Hello, my beautiful friend, Nicola. Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the microphones with me today. (laughs) How are you? Oh, absolutely. Like I've been excited about this, this discussion all week, actually. Oh, so I'm yeah, so grateful to be in here, seeing your smiley face. <laughs> oh, thank you. Same goes. I'm so excited to see your face. And I know we had a beautiful session last night um, doing some breath work together. So it's really nice now to be able to have a chat about the practice and I guess, you know, the benefits of it. It's been so powerful for me the last few weeks. And so I guess I really just wanted to hold some space for you to share it um, with my audience because I know how much they will all benefit from it as well. So um, we are really talking about, I guess, the benefits and the power of breath work today. But I start my chats in a very similar way. And that's always finding out about what the guest word is for 2022. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be rebellious with this because (laughs) I always feel like everyone has forces themselves into a word or a goal. And I sat there this year and I looked at all the words I've had for previous years. And I, I just wanted to say, just go with whatever arrives for you this year. Say yes to all the opportunities 
don't force yourself into a word this year. <laughs> so I, I want to say that, yeah, maybe the word of flow, but maybe just taking life with a bit of curiosity. So maybe curious is the word for my year. I love that so much. And I guess what does that mean for you? Like how will you be curious this year and how will you bring that into your day-to-day life and your business life? I feel that with myself, because I hold space for literally hundreds of women all of the time and my two little girls and my husband, and it's been a very interesting, is a good word, for the last two, two and a bit years, that we've all been in this push-pull stretch and feeling all the feels around the world that it was as soon as we were there, you know, the bar was lifted and we could all move around that there was this feeling of push. Everybody's pushing to get there. Yes, I'm back in, got to do this. And the stacking effect and the feeling of everyone's in a rush to do and go back to what life was before. Mm -hmm. And I feel this great sense of pressure that we're all feeling and I'm feeling from everyone I'm working with as well. So for me, being curious is, do I need to push today or can I just be here and feel soft or can I feel like a CEO today and can I get all my stuff done? So for me, it's going into what does my body need every day? And so this year is being curious what what comes up for me as I arrive into each day. And being curious then means that I show up for my children in more of an adventurous, curious way rather than let's go. We've got this, 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 and this to do today. And I can't be anything but curious with all of my clients because I have to be able to hold space. So if I hold space with my own to-do list, I'm not actually that present. So yeah, let's just I be curious it. about every human that I get to meet today, every experience I get to absorb and, and feel into each day. So. Yes. Oh, I love that. And I guess on that role of holding space. It's something that I've spoken about in my Instagram um, when I've referred to you, but you have such an incredible ability to do that, to hold space for for women to really feel and to really be present. And I was even saying to Ryan and my mum and dad at the dinner table last night after our session was, I've never had a moment where I felt so connected to my body than when I'm in the breath session. And obviously you're creating that experience for me as well because you're holding that space and I feel so safe to just feel. How did you get to that point in your life where you were able to have that ability to to really hold that space for people? I will be really honest. It happened quite early on into, so I'm a holistic practitioner by trade. So I've been a body worker, aromatherapist, reflexologist, And that was my beginnings at the early age of sort of 25, 26. And I had my own little clinic and, you know, was really busy with doing all the therapies and loving all of that part of my life. And I decided that I got a little bit comfortable, as you do, and got a little bit fed up with the mundane kind of, oh, my shoulder hurts, oh, my body hurts. And no one was actually really, I was thinking, why is everyone coming in with the same thing, but no one wants to change their life? And I got this beautiful opportunity to work in the palliative care role as a leading complementary therapist, they call them in the UK. So I went and worked on the end stage of life for three years. Wow. 
um, holding space at the tender age of like 26 for Mm. people passing away. And that would be me touching people's bodies and helping them to let go of their body. And and I really felt such a baby, like such a baby in that moment. But it was the absolute awakening of of who I was in that time. You know, that that gosh, if I am worrying about my life and I'm sitting with someone while their life is ending, I have to sit here and be completely present in this person's moment. And it really taught me some massive life lessons. You know, you'd go and see people in their homes that were choosing to take their end stages of life at home and they might be by themselves and not seeing anybody for days. You walk in and you've got to be the light in the room for them. And most of the time, these people want to talk about what life's going to be like, all their regrets, Mm. all the end of what was maybe for some of them quite young still, that they still had so much that they wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I learned my biggest life lessons at the age of 26, 27. Wow. <laughs> that's well, crazy. Like that's so young, you know, to actually, yeah, wow, that's yeah. insane. And I guess really at the time in my life, I was in the middle of a huge separation with a long-term partner. We weren't great. And I remember when I was on my final year working at palliative care, I'd had a really bad car accident. I, I'd lost the love of my life in my head. And I used to sit in the car every day and go, Ma, woes me, woes me. I'd walk through those doors and go, I'm alive. I've got my eyes, my ears, my feet, my hands. I can walk, I can talk, I can do anything I want to. And I have to hold space for these people today. I'd get back in the car at nighttime to walk back into my you know, shambles of what my life looked like at the time. <laughs> And and I'm like, I am grateful. And it taught me the biggest gratitude journey in those moments of I might have lost all of my wealth, I guess, at the time mm. and nowhere really to be and no love in my life to share things with, but I, I'm alive. Yeah, yeah wow. Well, wow, they're really big lessons at such a young age. And to to have to process that and actually break that down and to have that perspective is mm. yeah a huge huge task at a young age so <laughs> it's a, it's a huge task at any age you know when it happens to you for the first time but yeah that early on is yeah. is crazy yeah. I guess what does your work look like now like on a day-to-day you know who are the people you're working with what does a day look like and feel like for you so you know I've got my two beautiful little girls who are seven and 10, and they're big creative. So they're really busy. As soon as they wake up, their arts <laughs> and crafts are out and you're trying to get them ready for school. So for me, every day is about, you know, holding space for them as they start their day. But I work with women who are generally needing to um, calm the anxiety and stresses of every day, um, who all carry a story of I'm not good enough or um, I'm not smart enough or I'm not loved enough. We've all got one of those stories. Mm. And every day I will generally spend time breathing with someone or sitting and holding space so they've got someone to talk to and guiding them through life by just holding their hand. Because I can't save you. I can't save any woman that I work with. 
but mm-hmm. I can help you feel like you've got someone to lean into. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what life is missing at the moment is yeah, I don't definitely. know, I feel alone. Well, actually, you're not alone mm-hmm. if you choose to do the work with the right person that you feel connected to. So, yeah, yeah every day it will be either pregnancy or non-pregnancy <laughs> or anxiety, but generally the whole basis of my work now is fear. So that sits into a fear mindset, which we all do. Mm, Definitely. Through that a lot lately. Um, That's where my work is generally now. Yes. And I guess, you know, like you've got such an array of clients as well from, yeah, high-flying businesswomen to, like you said, pregnancy and stuff like that. How do you navigate kind of, I guess, the different personalities and needs of a client? I will always get them to fill out a form if I'm going to work with them one-to-one so I get an idea of what they need and then we step into a call and and sometimes I don't take everybody on yeah um just it has to fit they've got to like me in Mm. order to feel safe and I might not be for everybody Um, yeah I'm very feminine based and that's can be quite triggering for women that are in the go-go push-push Mm. Um, and um, not everybody feels comfortable to do breath work either so yeah yeah, I'm not a quick fix either I don't just fix you up with a band-aid and off you go so yeah yeah that's kind of how I work with women is just generally are you ready do you want to do this are you ready Mm -hmm. to step in this isn't going to be a short fix this is a Mm -hmm. long term I'm in your life for a while when I'm there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And speaking of that, like, you know, you do really work in the feminine with the feminine energy and that, I guess, how do you help women to really harness that? Because I feel like, well, speaking from my experience, like being in the corporate world for so long prior to doing you know, my own business, which is now I definitely sit in my feminine way more, but I I didn't at all. Um, It wasn't probably until I had Georgia and she really softened me. And I guess I lent into that a lot more. And I guess I now see the power and the benefit in what comes from it. But I feel like if you are coming from a corporate background and there's probably a lot of people listening to the podcast who are in that real hustle, hustle mode, stepping out of that masculine energy and really harnessing your feminine is so, so hard because we're so trained to just be on and go, go, go. And I think that was one of the biggest learnings for me, for me personally, stepping away from that corporate world and that masculine energy of, well, I can sit in my feminine for a lot longer and I can still be creative and um, be successful from this, but almost learning to ebb and flow between them has been a really huge challenge um yeah so I'd love to see like hear how you kind of really help women to harness harness that energy more well we need a balance of both Uh, I have to get my masculine head on to be able to get out the door and get things done and not be (laughs) sitting here I mean I always laugh when I always say to clients I'm not here like Miss Zen sitting here in a minute (laughs) at all (laughs) I don't think anyone really is are they (laughs) Um, and I really tried to keep a good balance so that, you know, I'm, I'm not just sitting journaling and stuff and, um, you know, kind of just all I would love to do is breathe everybody every day, but I need to have that balance of, of being in that, in, in a little bit of the hustle. I'm definitely in the hustle at the moment as I'm, you know, launching programs and things. Mm. So that's my masculine. But for women that are in that high, high push mode where they just, I've got a beautiful example of a a beautiful client working with right now. She is a really big partner in a big firm and Mm. she literally sleeps with her phone under her pillow. 
and she checks her emails as soon as she wakes up in the morning yeah. and she checks her emails in the middle of the night if she goes for a wee <laughs> and her PA doesn't give her even a lunch break. They're, she's stacked. So I've been working with her now for six months. Mm. She's just bought a holiday home down in Victoria somewhere on the beach. <laughs> she has, I, I'm not joking, she is starting to do the opening and, wow. and I think it's scary for a woman to, to soften because mm. it's hard when you're in the go-go to know how to slow down. And sometimes I think for women, because it's quite a masculine world, the corporate industry still in this country, in Australia, that it's hard because I think once you step out of the, out of that realm for a little bit too long, you might not be able to get back in. Mm. So I always say to me, just take the moments to self-care. That's the start of the feminine journey is to go, how can I look after myself today? Not what am I going to yeah. do? What am I going to do? Like, no, slow down the to-do list and ask yourself, what do I need? Not pushing yourself in the gym. Mm -hmm. What could I let go of today that actually could then give me a break to go and go for a walk and sit in the park or, you know, have a meditation for 10 minutes or you know, not being cramming all these things in because you've got to get all of these lists done. The problem is we're in an epidemic of actual busyness. And <sighs> for women who are mothers, who are in the hustle, who are trying to keep up with everybody, I don't know how long that can sustain in a woman's life because mm. we've done it to ourselves. We want the success. We want to be the mothers. We want to be the income earners. We want to be the same as the men. But actually, we've given ourselves so much more. We've got all these plates that we're spinning. Mm. And then we wonder why we've got chronic insomnia, inflammation, issues with our bodies, illnesses. And I just think when you're in the moments and like mm. triggering thing to say, but when death knocks on your shoulder, was it worth it? Yeah. Was it? Totally. Was it really worth that? Mm -hmm. So for me, when I work with women who are high-flying, I do ask them some really hard questions. Like, yeah. is this what you want? Is mm -hmm. this what you truly want? And if you do, I'm with you, but you've got to slow down so that you can enjoy yeah. the moments. I think it's such a, when you're in that, like, and you're in that rat race and we do really glorify, mm. you know, that busyness, that wearing that as a real badge of honour. And yeah. I always think back to like a few years ago when I guess that whole girl boss movement and um was really trending and and I, like I remember just being like oh, I just want to be one of those women that are out like hustling hard for my dreams and but that stuff comes at a cost and like I've interviewed a lot of those women now and they're like they had to make the lifestyle changes because it's just not sustainable I always remember reading the book Thrive um by Adriana Huffington. Yes. She owned the Huffington Post. Yeah. Um, I read that when I first started the Healthy Hustlers and like that was such a wake up call of just like, oh, hang on. Like maybe this isn't all it's kind of set out to be. But I found personally too, when becoming a mum, that expectation that you almost feel from a societal pressure to just add mum almost to the list of hats you're already wearing and I totally put that pressure on myself Ooh. you know the first year and it was probably only because we went into lockdown and I literally had no other choice than to completely slow down and to actually be present and to realize like okay this is 
this time's actually escaping me really quick with Georgia and I'm never going to get this back that I really realized, yeah, just that expectation that we place on ourselves as women to always have it all together and to just, you know, get back into work and, and horses for courses. Like some people can do that so well and so gracefully, but I wasn't one of those people, you know, the, the, it might've looked like I was doing it well, but the, like the walls were caving in um, on the sides and, and home life was, you know, a total mess. And yeah, I just think it's so much pressure that we do place on ourselves. And sometimes it's just about going back to our center and, you know, really figuring out what it is that, makes us happy and brings us joy and yeah so I really love your ability to bring women back to their feminine and realize the power in in all of that. One of the most moments in my career when I actually was in the UK I worked with this beautiful lady who used to get the tube to London and I didn't live near London so she was down in Devon on a recoup because she'd Mm. had full burnout And when people think, what does burnout look like? There's lots of ways burnout can look, but when you ignore the burnout and then burnout comes to take you Mm. off your feet, you don't often know when it's going to come. So she was on a tube going to London. She had a really, really um, demanding job. And she said she was on the tube and a phone was ringing. Her pager was going. I mean, like we're talking a long time ago, pages. Um, a pager was going, you know, and her, her personal phone was going all at the same time. She was trying to get minutes, you know, trying to look at the minutes of a meeting before the next one. Yeah. And she said all of a sudden she didn't know where she was. She couldn't remember what stop she was meant to get off. She got herself into a full panic attack on the tube. And if you've ever been to London, the tube is a very lonely place. Like everybody's just on their own mission. Mm. We're like ants inside a carriage. And she just melted in the moment. Had to get a paramedic there. She thought she was having a heart attack. And the the doctor said, no, you're having a a full burnout. So she went down to Devon, which is where I lived. And um, she came and had therapy every day. And we did some lots of work together just to try and help her just find her way and what she realizes was that it just wasn't worth it anymore Mm, yeah and this is where I stepped into the fertility clinic so I worked in fertility clinics for a while as a reflexologist and the amount of women that are in that high demand jobs then they realize that they can't fall pregnant very easily Mm. and the heartbreak of all of that too so there's so many so many different angles to look at it and it's not to scare anyone but it's just that I see this every day it's not uncommon for me and we can't Mm. think it's not going to happen to us because sometimes it just does we'll be right back after this healthy break if there was one thing I learned the hard way after becoming a mum for the first time was how important it is to nurture yourself during the early stages of the postpartum journey First time around, I put such a huge emphasis on my pregnancy journey, but then completely neglected my body and health once bub arrived. I promised myself I would never let that happen second time around. So this pregnancy, I've had a huge focus on preparing myself for the postpartum journey, a time to nurture both mum and baby. I was thrilled to stumble across Bubba Bump on Instagram, a gorgeous family business providing a one-stop shop for not only baby essentials, but also mother's postpartum care needs. 
Bubba Bump are known and loved for supporting and nurturing both mother and baby. With their gorgeous organic baby wrap carriers, organic baby lounges and baby essentials, while still having a beautiful focus on the postpartum care for mothers. Bubba Bump's labour prep and postpartum recovery kits aim to help ease the unexpected pain and discomfort that follows on from having a baby. They're available in vaginal and C-section options with the aim of catering to and nurturing all mothers. I personally love the idea of the kits as it takes the stress and pressure away from knowing what you'll need post-birth. You can check out Bubba Bump's full range of baby essentials and mother's postpartum care by visiting bubbabumpbaby.com.au or simply clicking the link in the show notes of this episode. How would you best describe the practice of breathwork? There's a really good saying that is how you live is how you breathe and how you breathe is how you live. All right, let's just do an example because I love this. So for anyone's listening, just take your hand to your heart and your hand to your belly and just take a breath in and a breath out. And just feel into your breath. And just notice. Is your heart beating really fast? Are you finding it hard to breathe? Are you feeling irritated even having to pause to breathe for a moment? Or does it feel soft and delicious? Like what's it feeling like? Most people are not able to breathe correctly. We've become really ineffective breathers and it comes from stress, anxiety, too much pushing. And we've all got this new habit that we breathe up into our collarbones, into our clavicles which then gives us headaches and neck tension and sore backs. And because we're so sedentary at our desks, most of the time, our diaphragms are changing so that we're squeezing into our beautiful diaphragm, which is linked to our breathing, which then changes how we breathe. Mm. Our postures are becoming poor because we're sitting on our phones. So we're in a flexion looking over our phones all the time. So as humans, we're actually creating quite, you know, these problems with our breath. There's more asthma than there's ever been before. There's lots of things happening which we don't even realize. So Mm. for me, when I look at someone in my curiosity (laughs) while having a chai at a cafe, I'm always looking going, oh, yeah, oh, oh. And there's no judgment, but it's just seeing, seeing breathing Mm. and noticing the mouth opening. So lots of people sit with their mouths just open because Mm. they can't breathe through their noses anymore because whatever reason has happened. Um, yeah. So it's, there's so much more to doing just the deep work that I do with you. Mm. The functional awareness of breath, which comes from my rehabilitation and therapy mindset when I'm looking at someone's posture and someone says, I'm really anxious all the time. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm talking really fast and and I'm not taking a moment. <laughs> and when you're watching someone who's uptight, you notice that their neck's really tight when you're looking at them and they're mm-hmm. just not taking a moment to pause into the breath and yeah. feel into what they're saying. Definitely. Yeah, I always find even, like even when we just did then those first two or three breaths are so shallow and like fast and I'm like, well, oh, I'm not even breathing, like I'm not even breathing properly because it, 
you're on that cycle of just going, 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 and it's not until I'm actually feeling it and conscious of it that it does get deeper and deeper, which is where I've really found the power in it. And I think just feeling so connected, especially being pregnant, being able to actually have those moments to connect with my baby. And I was saying to Ryan last night, I was like, oh, it's so funny. Like, I feel like I haven't even really felt this baby. Like I keep saying, oh, this baby isn't as active as Georgia. But I think I'm just so unaware of its every its daily movements because I'm so busy and I'm so consumed with what's going on around me. Mm. And the moment we go into breath and the baby just goes like absolutely wild. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is just such a beautiful moment even for like us to connect and for me to actually feel this child's energy. Like it's actually got this really electric hectic energy which I now am like okay I need to repair myself for this because <laughs> I think this baby is going to be busier than I've probably given it credit for throughout the pregnancy but I've just been so disconnected because of everything else going on so like personally that's how I found it so powerful but you know it's something that I want to the work I want to continue doing as well is is bring it into my everyday life to really I guess break down which we've spoken about but break down that fear of judgment and really showing myself I feel like I do a good job of it on the podcast where I can be you know very me and very authentic but when it gets to the rest of um, the business side of things like Instagram and that it's it's a really different ball game for me so I definitely feel like if there is women out there that are maybe in similar spaces or, or want to get into this industry in this space like it's such a beautiful practice to really be able to release and and let go of a lot of those those fears and those triggers that are potentially holding you back from achieving what it is that you're truly desiring we all talk about you know making space to do meditation and for a woman that's really busy that might feel really daunting so mm. that could be why don't I just turn off the noise of the music, the podcast, the learning on my ears and just go for a walk in nature with my breath and my body? That's mm, meditation. Definitely. It could be in the car rather than listening again to all of the noise, just mm-hmm. using your breath to calm you while you're getting ready for a meeting. Yeah, It definitely. could be the mums at home with children who feel like this. We all get it where we get cranky mum, you know, just taking the moment to say, Mm. can I just pause for a moment and use yeah. just a simple breath in and sigh out to really decide whether or not I need to jump in and be an angry mum mm-hmm. or do I just need to just realise that perhaps I've just done too much today or yeah. you know, how am I showing up in mm-hmm. this moment? Like how am I being in my every moment? So one of the top tips that I always give women and I, I really, anyone that works with me knows this, it's called the stop. And I ask you to put it in your phone in the morning, around the time of mid-morning when you might be really searching for sugar, coffee, tea, (laughs) you might be starting to get that like mid-morning like drop. And then again at like two, three o'clock. I was going to say 11 and three are the two times for me that I'm always like, where's the chocolate at? (laughs) Where's my chocolate? Um, They're the three times when I get you to do, it can be a two-minute stop. And what you're doing is you're asking yourself, let's just stop for a moment. You could be still driving or doing, but just actually mentally being more aware of, mm, how am I feeling right now? So stopping, taking three breaths. That could be a breath in, sigh out, whatever it feels right for you. 
and taking that breath and that moment to evaluate how am I showing up? Like, what am I doing? So that's the O, that's the observing. How am I showing up in this moment? Am I doing something that's out of alignment? Or am I pushing myself when I should slow down? Like, where are you at in that moment? And then when you observed yourself and you called yourself on a story of I'm being mean to myself today or whatever that might be, <laughs> or I haven't drank enough water today. And once you know those things and you've taken your breath, you can then proceed with the P to being more consciously aware of how you're showing up. Yes. And when we do that three times a day, I've got it on my alarm as a little, mm. um, a little heart. And when it pops up on my phone, no matter where I'm at, I <laughs> just fair. know ah, it's going to be okay. I take just, you know, take a breath and I can change whatever I'm doing in this moment. You know, mm. whatever's been today doesn't define what the rest of the day is going to look like. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's such a beautiful yet simple thing to be able to do yeah. to just bring us back to those conscious moments and to feel in. I think that's probably been a huge learning for me over the journey is, yeah, just to find those moments of space in each day to just actually feel like instead of making decisions on the fly and saying, yes, 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 hang on, how do I actually feel about this? Like mm. it's such a powerful tool to be able to give to ourselves. And by having those moments, and especially with what you just said, those little reminders where you actually stop and tune in, like, it's strengthening so much more as well. Like it's strengthening our intuition because that then becomes so much louder because we're giving ourselves that space and that moment to actually listen and to actually tune in. And then the more that you're listening to it, the more you're trusting it. And it's like this beautiful relationship then with yourself that you do completely start to trust. And I know like intuition is a big thing that, yeah, I talk about on here, but I also get asked about and it's, in a way, it's such a simple thing, but we've kind of like, when we think it's such, yeah, we, we think it's such a big, scary thing. And it's like, we all have the ability. It's just giving yourself that space and those moments in each day to actually listen to it. Like it's available to everyone. It's, it's your individual superpower. And the more yeah. that you're leaning into it and trusting it and listening to it, the more beautiful and natural that relationship becomes. And I feel, yeah, the breath is such a beautiful way to be yeah. able to really harness that and to to build that relationship with your intuition and, and your inner knowing. So breath is our life source. It's the first thing that we do when we're born. It's the last thing we do when we're leaving this world. It is heavily in tune with our intuition. So when we do breath of any description, we are feeling, we are knowing it's whether or not you're actually allowing yourself the moments to feel. Mm, yeah. And when you do the deeper breath work with me, not just the sighing, but the deep, deep soul healing work, your intuition wakes up so much. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I had a beautiful client who is a huge doer. She's a really yeah. big business coach. She said to me, is this okay? I'm starting to feel more than I've ever felt in my whole life before. I'm not sure if I like this. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> because she was in such autopilot, like a, like a machine. Totally. And now I'm like, I love that you feel that. She said, but it's, it's big. It's, and yeah. Suppressed it for so long. But totally. what's actually happening is now that her intuition is waking up, she's becoming more creative. 
Mm. and we suppress our creative space our creative selves because we become in these conformed we've got to do this we've got to get this done it's got to be the same as this it's got to be perfect and when we're doing the breath there is no perfect there's no room for perfection there's no room for good bad right wrong you're just in this moment of being in your life source Mm. your body in your vessel and intuition just floats up to the top and creativity comes spiraling out. So the more that you do, the more that you wake up to, wow, like I don't need to be so busy to get mm. lots more done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is so true. And I like what you said about that life source because I remember one of the first times like really tapping in and like feeling so connected and thinking, oh, my goodness, like, my body does this all day, every day for my whole life. It's literally had like, I've been breathing the whole time, yet I'm so completely unaware of it. And it's like, it was just this huge moment for me of like, whoa, like how have we got to this point of like, how have I got to this point of just being so disconnected? And like, I like to think I'm actually quite connected to my body and my intuition, but still it was that real feeling of like, wow, I don't even feel this during the day. Like I don't even allow myself that time. And it's a, yeah, it was a pretty cool, just like awareness of the power that I do hold if I give myself that time in those moments. Absolutely. And you are carrying life source in your, in your body at the moment. Mm. Yeah, your totally. baby hears and feels all of your breath. Yeah, your your baby is connected to the sound of your heart and the sound of your breathing, and we forget this. And that's mm. why when mothers we put white noise on when they're born yeah. because it's so noisy. Totally, yeah. And we put the white yeah. noise on or the heartbeat noise, you know, to keep them feeling. Um, yeah, but actually, yeah, we forget that this is this breath is life source and when we're carrying another baby inside of us Mm -hmm. they're very connected to this noise on pregnancy how does the breath work really help with labor and I guess keeping mother calm and and connected well every woman that's birthing a baby is met with so much fear Mm. we've been conditioned sadly over centuries now to believe that our bodies fail us in birth that we need help to birth our babies, that there's something's going to happen. We get fed this through films and, you know, mm-hmm. research and a woman telling their birth stories. Every woman that you meet has got a birth story that they want to share with pregnant women. Sometimes it's not very helpful because every woman has her own idea on what birth looks like. And Honestly, understanding where your fear spikes from with birth usually comes from the birth of yourself. And that sounds super woo-woo, but it's the truth. However we're arriving into the world is the first initial point of this is my first fear. And honestly, I've worked with women who were, you know, as babies put into NICU and were separated from their mothers and then they've had abandonment issues all their life. Mm. And it's not until you take them through the breath and through understanding their story that just the jigsaw fits and then all of a sudden they talk to their mums and their healing process starts to become abundant. So it's been amazing working with women who are in great fear of, 
I might not be able to do this. What if I feel all this pain? What if Mm. my baby's too big for my body? What if I, you know, you should hear the list is endless of what women feel about birth. And we've forgotten the art of allowing our bodies to do what it needs to do. Mm. And like you said before, we don't think about how we're going to breathe. We don't think about the fact that our heart beats. We don't think about the blinking. Yeah. bodies our uterus <laughs> so does it all made for this beautiful arrival of holding a baby and then and you know birthing our babies yeah. and you know some things do go wrong in birth but i think if you know that you've harnessed how to cope with fear as it comes in mm-hmm. then when you change that fear with using the breath to calm ourselves down to reconnect to our bodies to tell ourselves we're going to be okay like affirmations breathing feeling being open and generally it's all down to surrender our minds are hardwired (laughs) to protect us and unfortunately because of all these things our minds are saying we're not safe it might happen this might happen and we go down these rabbit holes and if our minds control the birth then our births don't always come out the way that we want to so it's really about harnessing the fear, using the breath to change the pattern of that fear. Mm. And again, coming back into that innate wisdom of our bodies that were built for this. So when your mind is focusing on the breath, the mind isn't playing a game. It's not playing a yeah. story. It's focusing on a job. Mm-hmm. So always with the birth, the mind has got this job to do so the body can let go. And do it. One of the things that you said to me the other week, which has been just such a beautiful mindset shift for me, I guess, for some background, um, we're at um, three weeks off having the second baby, but we're in a bit of a wild time of um, being three hours away from home because of my husband's work, um, where I'm really supported. I've got my family here and, you know, everything I need around me. But I think that unknown of when baby will come, will I actually be in our home or will I be at this home? Like, where am I going to be? Has come a lot of anxiety. And one of the things that you said to me the other day was um, the only thing you need to birth is your body. And it's just been such a beautiful mindset shift for me to remember that and to just, that's all I need to focus on is, is my body and being in tune with that and with my baby and making sure that we feel safe together. And that's my job in this, the rest my body will be able to do and really trusting that. So that was a really beautiful thing for me. And I've even noticed the last few days when I'm like trying to organize things here and things there. So if I go into labor here, then I've got stuff. If I go into labor there, I've got stuff. I just keep thinking it doesn't matter. Like all I need is my body. And so, yeah, I think connecting back to that's been a really beautiful thing. And I think really thinking about for anyone that isn't having babies or isn't choosing to in the near future, we're always pregnant with something. Every woman is pregnant with something, a creation of a new project, a creation of a business, a creation of an idea. And feel into what comes up for you when you're about to launch something or when you're about to, you know, set up a new business. What's the fear that comes up for you then? I'm not good enough. I might not know enough. So it's the same thing. It's the same process of this is like lots of women say, oh, my business is like my baby. Yeah. Awesome. So how does that feel? How do you look after this business? What Mm -hmm. do you give your business? Not what do you do? So it's, yeah, so thinking about that as in what well, well, all our fears show up at all the moments when we're about to birth something. 
Oh, I love that. That's so true. (laughs) Yeah, that is so, so true. Nicola, I have loved chatting to you today. Mm -hmm. As always, I love being in your presence and I'm just so grateful for, yeah, all the gifts that you're giving me in the space that you're holding for me. Um, I'd love to be able to share with listeners how they can work with you, get in touch with you um, and what you offer. So I have a website, nicolalay.com. And you can pop in there and see all the offerings that I have. I often do lovely little live um, chats inside Instagram and free resources in there. So that's Nicola Lay again on Instagram. And I have a beautiful um, women's community that if women want to join and be part of the breath community, you can do that too. And I'm always launching little programs to help you with all of the things that you can do by yourself so yeah, that's that's all the offerings. Love it. Oh no, it's so good. And I was actually going to say about your lives because that's kind of one of the first introductions I guess I had with you. And Breathwork was doing one of your lives. It was during one of the must have been one of the lockdowns that you did it. And I remember laying in bed and doing it, and like you know, at the end I was crying, and oh, it was so beautiful. <laughs> and I just I just remember. Yeah, it was a really beautiful moment. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, I need to, I need to work with this lady. She's incredible. <laughs> and so, um, I think that's, yeah, a really beautiful starting point as well for people. If they just want to, you know, obviously listening to this podcast, they're going to get a very good feel for your beautiful energy. But, um, yeah, those, that live was really powerful for me to kind of know what I was going into and, and how it would help. So, and I know you've got your course coming up as well, which. Yeah. Um, is very, very exciting. So anyone wanting to dive in, there's a, it's six weeks. That's right, isn't it? Six yeah, weeks? six weeks yeah. defining the true you. Yeah. And I think that would be really powerful for, yeah, a lot of people that listen to this show. So thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate you being here um, and I will speak to you very soon. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.